The following audio is from Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission, to love God, love others, and make disciples. For more information about Fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org. Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Podcast. We're here with Julian, who preached a great message this past Sunday. We also had uh, three baptisms from three little boys that you got to baptize. Mm -hmm. It seems like they were really excited about that. Yeah, they were super nervous and giddy in the back, and uh, it was it was funny. They kept asking me questions, like because I was telling them the procedure on how I'm going to do it, and the one was just like, "Okay, now when do I do this? <laughs> when do I?" <laughs> Did you see the picture of like the third kid was getting baptized, and the two were in the back laughing? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was a good moment for sure. It was great. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the Good Samaritan was your message, which yep. was also what the students talked about in our small group. So Yeah, you told me that, and then a couple other people were like, that's what we learned in Sunday school. So the students are experts on it now. I think sometimes God wants us to <laughs> hit yeah. something, and it's all the way around. I got to teach a middle school class, and uh, it felt like you and I were thinking a lot of the same things. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> like a Sunday school class is not meant to be preachy, of like telling sure. you how to live your life as you're studying the Bible. Yeah. But there are all, the, all those moments of like actually applying this to your life and, and seeing what the Bible is saying. So we made a lot of the same points, which the students came up and like, I guess this is important if I heard it <laughs> twice today. That's interesting you say that because I actually designed that message uh, for like a Wednesday night. And Wednesday night we do more teaching mm-hmm. before we had our equipped classes. And so I think maybe three or four years ago I did that same sermon on a Wednesday night. But it was geared towards kind of teaching through the text rather than preaching. So I really had to kind of rework it to make it more preachy than it would be. And I didn't want to throw anything out. You know, it's kind of one of those things like I had a two-hour sermon. Yeah. But uh, I had to get rid of some stuff. So Yeah, I thought it was great. We got to hear um, some of your testimony here. Like you are a person, a real person who has gone through life up there talking to us. And that was helpful for me. You yeah. talked about ways that you look at our neighbor ways that we kind of justify ourselves like the, mm-hmm. the guy in the story saying well some people are different than us they aren't putting as much effort or they don't deserve as much but then you brought it to show us that we we are that neighbor we're the same way yeah and so it's good to hear all that um but you talked a lot about uh compassion that a christian has and you talked about kind of your journey for compassion, how you know a time in your life where you had no compassion. You said I would steal from you and (laughs) I would not feel bad about it. And, um, all of us have times in our lives. If you're a Christian, you can look back on your life and see, I was struggling in this area and I knew about that and God kind of worked it out. And compassion was something for me too, um, where I've, I'm not naturally compassionate. That's just not, um, something I am. And so I think a lot of people also agree with that. And so what is something that you can suggest to them if they're thinking, I'm not a compassionate person, what can I do to, to grow in that? What is something that you'd tell them that they could be doing? I think um, what really helped me, you know, I told that story about the way I felt towards homeless people and something mm-hmm. like that. Now, you know, like me stealing from people, that was before Christ, obviously. But uh, even after I, I got saved, you know, I, I had this view on people and uh, and I always felt justified in the fact that I was doing what was right. And um, I think what really helped me was when God kind of really opened my eyes to say, you know, he had compassion on me, even though I didn't deserve it. And I was feeling like these people on the side of the road didn't deserve it because they could do something about it. Mm. Well, God had compassion on me and I couldn't do anything about it. You know, there was nothing I could do 
that would make me uh, love God more or be saved or open my eyes to my sin. God had to do all that for me. And, uh, and I think when we look at it from that perspective, that it was God who forgave us first and it was God who loved us first and is God who looks upon us with compassion. Uh, for me, it changes my perspective. You know, that, that when, whenever I'm feeling a way towards anybody, I kind of remember, I, I guess the Holy Spirit kind of reminds me like, Hey, you know, God could easily feel this way about you and be justified with yeah. doing that. Right. Because God is righteous and he's perfect and we're not. So I don't think people necessarily need to empathize with other people, meaning you'll understand, you understand their situation, but we do need to sympathize with people. Mm-hmm. Meaning I don't have to walk in that person's shoes to know that that person's hungry. Yeah. I don't have to walk in that person's shoes to know that or for God to tell me that that person's hungry. Like whenever I, you know, told the story about the homeless guy, uh, I remember having this discussion with God. I usually do that in my head. He doesn't talk audibly to me, but anymore. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember having this discussion with God and and uh, and and I remember God kind of telling my heart like, I would say like, man, that's an alcoholic, though. I give him money and he's going to go and drink it up. And I remember just kind of feeling in my soul like, yeah, but he's still hungry. He's still needy. And so really from that moment on, from the story I kind of told, I made it a point to say, uh, because I'm a Christian, because of what God has done in my life, I'm going to meet people's needs. And so anytime uh, somebody comes and is like, I need food, I need groceries or whatever, I'm just like, well, let's go buy you some groceries. Mm. Let's go buy you some food, and that way you won't be hungry anymore. And, you know, a lot of times they're like, no, just give me the money, you know, just give me the money. And, and, and I won't do that. I'll be like, no, I'll go grocery shopping with you and get you whatever you need. And some people have taken me up on it. You know, uh, one guy, he was like, I just need gas or whatever. And I was like, OK, I guess go put you gas. And sure enough, you know, I went and filled up his tank, you know. And so um, I'm not saying everybody has to do that. But I feel like, you know, we should meet people's needs because we don't know, you know, what the situation is or, yeah. you know, our testimony shows that we love people. We care for people. And again, to the end goal of maybe I can have a conversation with that person about the gospel and their life can be changed mm-hmm. forever. So, yeah, that was something really cool for me. I grew up, um, the adults in my life, if we were out somewhere like at Walmart or something and somebody came up to us and said, uh, I need money for this. I need money for, um, like diapers for my kid or anything like that. I think one of the first things we think of is, I don't know who this person is. And we assume the wrong thing. We assume yeah, I'm going to give them this money and they're going to go um, smoke it up or whatever. And <clears throat> there's that first reaction to that is, well, I'm just not going to give this person money. But if we are our move to want to help them, we can be smart about it and say, like you said, if, if a person comes to you and says, I need money for gas, well, I can go with you. If I have time, I can go and help you fill up your car. Like I can see where that yeah. money go there. And, uh, that exact thing was something that opened my mind to something. I was with a, uh, an intern whenever I was at Calvary North and, um, somebody came to us asking for money for gas and he had a thing where every time somebody came up to him like that, he would follow through and say, I'll go with you to do this. And that gives you time for conversation, get to know sure. them. And then every time, whenever you'd help them, he would pray with them. And so just see mm. what, what's going on in their lives, if there's anything specific they can pray for. And uh, that's something really cool that, I mean, opportunities like that come to you right. and you can use those yeah. if you if you actually try to think of ways to help with that. Because there's that point of sympathy and 
I'm, I'm the same way where, um, I, if I haven't gone through something, I can help to empathize, but there's a lot of things where I can see someone going through something and, um, feel dis detached. Like, I, I don't know what you're going through. And so sure. uh, sometimes there's that feeling of, I'm not, um, capable of helping you. Like I don't deserve mm. to come in and tell you how you should feel or how I can help you because I've never gone through this. Right. Uh, but something that I've definitely seen improved is my empathy saying, I don't know what you're going through, but I can help you through this and I want to help in any way. And so, uh, I think that was a great answer to kind of people who think that because people are going through stuff all around you and a lot yeah. of the times you won't know it or have gone through it as well, but you can still try to help them through that. And it's easy to get caught up in our own good works, right? Mm. I always say, and we talk about it a lot in our growth group, how today's modern church, and this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but today's modern church reminds me of the Pharisees. You know, Jesus came in and he wanted them to love people. He wanted them to realize it's a hard issue and everything. Yet they were so like solid on the law and on the way they did things and how they didn't want anything to kind of, disrupt the way they did things and i feel like modern day american christian churches have this really solid doctrine and they have this understanding of god and who he is and and they preach that to their people but the heart isn't in it right mm -hmm. and they don't look at people with sympathy and they could care less about you know the least of these and jesus came to like say hey you know this is this is what you should be doing right you know there's a point in the gospels where jesus said you know uh, depart from me for I never knew you and they're like what did we do and he said I was naked and you didn't clothe me I was hungry you didn't feed me and they're like we never saw you that way and they said and Jesus said well it was when you saw the least of these that way you know and and uh, and and there's a fine line to walk like I said in the sermon this isn't social justice but at the same time you know when we're capable which we a lot of us are right we live in the richest nation in the world mm -hmm. uh when we're capable and able to do something we should take the time to do it whether we have time or not like that's the story of the good samaritan you know who knows where this guy was headed <laughs> yeah he probably had somewhere to be yeah. you know and yet took that whole day to not be there and uh so you know i think that's that's kind of a picture we can look at let's not be pharmaceutical yeah. right let's not be so caught up on well, you know, the Bible says, you know, you don't work, you don't eat, blah, blah, blah. And then give this guy this big old mm. answer. Like, no, man, the guy's in need. Help him out. And you don't never, you never know when God can turn that into something great. And a lot of that to me comes to a point of supernatural. Like I'm not capable of that yeah. completely by myself because I'm a human and right. I, that's not my natural instinct. And so a lot of that for me is prayer and my quiet times. I'm asking God, give me the sympathy and compassion mm. that I see in the Bible, move me to do those things because I'm not going to do those things by myself. Yeah. I, I need God to come in and help me to, to see those needs and help me to, to want to see those needs yeah. in the first place. That's really smart. So, um, you were talking about whenever we're helping those, these people, the, the point of doing it is not just to help feed someone hungry. Cause you said, um, this world is, is going to be gone. We're not here just to make the world better. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have a motivation of we're filling this physical need so that we can fill the spiritual need that we can take that opportunity and, and show them what the gospel is. And, uh, recently I've talked to a couple students. They've had this question cause it's a lot of what we're talking about with the students is, um, all these things that you're doing, it's for a mission. And so everyone in your school, you are showing them what the gospel is. And so your mission is to be able to, to share that with them. And so some of them, and this is something I've seen in a lot of people, um, they, they don't want the other person to feel like 
that we see them as a mission. Like they're not oh, just wow. someone that okay. we're there to, to mission <laughs> to show the gospel <laughs> to that's cause that's our goal and that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, but they feel like the other person and sometimes it's true. They might see them as just something to accomplish, like a, a mm-hmm. check mark to, to check off. And so merit badge. Yeah. So yeah. how would you help comfort people with that? And how would you help them to realize, check their heart to make sure it's not that. Mm-hmm. So we, um, on our equip class this semester is sharing your faith how to share your faith we went through defend your faith which we went through all like the truth and the different religions and how to argue you know your your not religion but your faith Mm -hmm. and why you believe it and then now it's like the application part of that and one of the things that i teach is to be intentional and when you're intentional when you're evangelizing when you're trying to share the gospel with somebody intentionality goes a long ways as far as like Paul says, we need to be all things to all people. And so um, I think the goal is, yes, always to expose them to the gospel. And that's you exposing the gospel. It doesn't mean necessarily you have to bring them to church, which is great. But if you don't, you expose them to the gospel. Um, But being all things to all people is, uh, you know, I I was explaining it in the class a couple of weeks ago that, you know, if you have a neighbor who's a gym rat, and who is all like into healthy eating and living and like just all this stuff that obviously I'm not into. Right. And I made the point in the class, like, I don't care about all that stuff. Mm. And uh, maybe I should care about it a little bit, but I don't, <laughs> you know, it's like, it just don't. And, uh, but however, you know, if I had somebody like a neighbor who I was trying to reach for the gospel, I would, I would then seriously consider becoming all things, to all people. In other words, meaning, you know, Hey man, take me to the gym, you know, Show me how to start living healthy yeah. and, and dieting and whatnot and uh, not dieting. But, you know, I, you know more about that kind of stuff <laughs> than I do. But like living healthy and, you know, whatever. And so um, I when I told the class, like, you don't even have to care about the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I can very much get invested, show that guy that I'm serious and follow all the things that he's doing as far as working out and healthy eating without caring about. What, where that's taking me right because all i care about is exposing that guy to the gospel genuinely and being their friend genuinely because i don't want them to go to hell and so i think uh there's two ways to go about that one be intentional about relationship building and then two be intentional about being all things to all people so when we do that the moment we expose them to the gospel it's coming from a place of uh, love instead of a place of you're my merit badge mm-hmm. or you're my goal, you're my mission. You know, uh, when it comes from the place of love, they really receive it as if, man, this guy cares enough about me to share the gospel with me because they don't want me to go to hell. Yeah. Rather than, you know, you're a check mark and I'm never going to hang out with you again kind of kind of mm-hmm. deal. Uh, you know, Penn and Teller. Yeah. Have you seen that video? of i don't remember which one it was i think it's Penn, the uh, bigger guy yeah. the one that talks anyways he was on a video saying how this christian brought him this track uh and was telling him that you know he he didn't want him to go to hell and he was saying how he's an atheist and he's like i don't even believe in god he said but how how much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them that this is where they're going mm-hmm. if you truly believe it and i think that's kind of one of those things right i need to be sure that I'm all things to all people for the sake of that person not being lost in total eternity and damnation. Um, and I don't, 
I don't they don't have to see they don't have to see themselves as my mission if I'm genuine in intentionality. Mm-hmm. If I intentionally become their friend and I intentionally become interested in what they're interested in and do the things they're doing. Now, to a certain extent, you know, you're not going to break God's law and do things that uh, is out of what God would want you to do. So, you know, we got to take that with a grain of salt. Right. But still, um, then you then then they're not just a mission. They're somebody you love. Right. And that's there's a big difference. There's a difference between somebody who's just a merit badge and somebody who's a mission and somebody you love. Yeah. And when you've developed that kind of relationship with somebody, it's now coming out of love rather than just like an agenda. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, you can always tell, you can tell the person doing it, the person who's receiving it can tell it's, yeah. there's a certain genuineness of the fact that I go to church and I believe this and I'm, I know that I'm supposed to do this. The pastors say I'm supposed to do this. The Bible says I'm supposed to do this. And so I just am going to put myself out there and say to come to church because that's what I'm supposed to do. There's a difference between that and my life has been changed and I know that I'm spending eternity in heaven instead of hell. And I know that that will be your reality in hell Mm. unless I I share this with you. And that, that moves me. I want you to not have to do that. And so I want to care about you and show you that. And, uh, that's something you see a lot from Paul in the Bible. Everywhere he goes, he has that mission. That's everywhere he's going, he's there to share the gospel, but also talks about how the people perceive him because Mm. sometimes they'll say this person is speaking of the gospel, that he's preaching of the resurrection of Jesus. Um, But every time it says the people noticed him and and saw how much he cared for them. Uh, Something I talk about a lot with the students is um, Paul spends some time in Athens after he and a couple other people are going on mission trips. Um, They're like stoned and they're kind of pushed out of there. And so he's supposed to go to Athens to lay low and kind of wait for the heat to die off. But while he's there, he's so moved by the people and seeing how lost they are. They're worshiping so many gods and they're so lost and, Uh, It says while he's in the markets, he's talking with them. They get to know him just in a short time there, not because he's going out there and preaching the Bible at them, just hitting them over the head with the Bible, but he's going out there and caring about them, getting to know their lives. Mm -hmm. And then they see this is why this person's so um, inspired to get to know me and develop a relationship with me is because of this gospel. Yeah. And so you can always see how genuine it is and how real it is and, um, just knowing your motivation if, is my motivation to, like you said, a merit badge, do what I know I'm supposed to do, or is it because my life is so changed mm-hmm. that I want others to experience this as well? Yeah. Um, and so it's always just checking what that is. And something I really like is being all things to, to all people is yeah. finding out what they care about. Because if you come in and try to find something to, to bond over and you realize that there's really nothing there that you have a connection with, mm-hmm. The next step is seeing what do you like? Like, what are you passionate about and interested about? Because once someone starts talking about what they're excited about, you really get to know about them. Right. And and for me and everyone else, if I'm talking about something I'm excited about and the person listening is actually interested in what I'm saying, we're automatically going to start talking together. And and that helps you to, to do those things together. Um, and so maybe if we went to play golf, maybe that would <laughs> open up relationships because I know how much you know about golf and I know how much I know literally nothing. Well, you're not trying to evangelize me, so it's okay. Right. You don't have to come play golf. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, yeah, that's, I think that's one of the most important things is being all things to all people is understanding, uh, we, we read this book called four chair discipleship by Dan Spader. And, um, that's kind of where we've modeled our discipleship process off of, and he talks about, he doesn't know anything about guns at all. And he had this neighbor for like three years to where this neighbor was like a gun freak. Like he just loved everything about guns. 
And so he's trying to witness to this guy and be his friend, but they just can't c- click over anything. Mm. And uh, and at one point, the guy was like, hey, man, you want to run down to this gun show with me real quick? And he's like, he was going to say no, you know, like I got things to do. But he said, you know what? Yeah, I'll go with you. Let me go find out about guns. It's a three-hour drive. He didn't know that getting in the car. <laughs> and so he goes on this three-hour drive to this gun show, ends up buying a gun, comes back. He spent like eight hours with that guy. And I, I think, you know, the story goes, the guy received Christ and surrendered his life. And and he he made it a point to say, I don't care about guns. I don't know about guns. But I'm going to go with this guy because that's what he cares about. That's what he knows about. And uh, And I think too often way too often we have this moment of we're like i just don't connect with this guy like let me hook you up with daniel because mm. daniel's a nerd and you're a nerd and then you know y'all can <laughs> go off and no but uh but <laughs> he's gonna watch this but um give me a text from him but uh that's the you know that's the thing is like no 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 no. let me get interested in what that person's interested in so i can build the relationship and again you know do i have to watch star wars when i'm not with that person probably not you know but I will, so that way I'll know more about it, so that way we can have that connection yeah. or whatever the case is. So I think that's one of the most important things, being intentional. Yeah, because we get, it's really easy to get super distracted with, it's just, I just have to come to tell this person, come to church with me or, yeah. or come meet this pastor or whatever. And that becomes a priority where we're focused on that so much that we're not actually listening while the other person's talking because we're thinking about how we're going to present this. And we just become so detached from the relationship because we're so distracted of this mission. Mm-hmm. And so actually realizing, like, I really do care about you. And that's why I'm doing this, not to to bring you to church, but for you to see that there is a gospel and that will require you to come to church. But that's yeah. not that's not what I'm trying to do. So you just said something very interesting that I thought about Um you know, as a pastor and, you know, I'm a very outgoing person or whatever. I have constantly people coming in like, I want you to meet this person. Mm-hmm. You know, they're my friend and they need the gospel or whatever. And I always kind of have to flip it back around. Like you're already in the door. Like <laughs> you're 90% there, you know, like you don't need me to go and meet this person and do my thing. You know, like you, you are there, you, you where you need to be. You've developed this relationship with that person. And now you be that light. Like, mm-hmm. and then I coach them through, here are some things you can ask them. And here's how you get that conversation started. Because, you know, we always think we need the other person, the mm-hmm. one who does this the best or the one who, you know, is teaching everybody else how to do it. And yeah, it's our job, you know, and once we've developed that relationship, that's 90% of the job, you know, mm-hmm. then I would have to come in and somehow develop a relationship with somebody I don't even know. And so I think it's real interesting. Like when you already have that relationship with somebody and you have that buy-in and you haven't exposed them to the gospel, that's your very next step. Yeah. Now you need to start thinking about well, how, how can I move these conversations we have about these things we have in common to a spiritual conversation into the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because you are intentionally placed by God in certain people's lives. Absolutely. Uh, you got pretty close to saying a lot. Uh, whenever I was working at Calvary, every service at the end, they would say, um, remember that you might be the only Jesus someone sees mm. today. Make sure they get the right story. And yeah. you talked about that in your sermon, that there are people around you that you might be the only person in their whole life that would even know the gospel and be able to show it to them. Yeah. But if you don't make that move, then they just go on throughout their life having never heard that. Yeah. And that's enough to move you to compassion, to want for you to want to, to make that next step. 
because we can't be there everywhere. That's what I tell the students on Wednesday nights too, is I can't go into your schools, into your classes and be around these people all day to make relationships with them, to -hmm. show them the gospel. You are there. You are further connected than I can ever be. And so I'm here to fuel you to allow you to, to um, disciple others and to invest in others. And so that, that was always one of my favorite phrases is that you might be yeah. the only Jesus someone sees, make sure they That's get the rest the of idea. it. Yep. Well, I thought it was a great sermon, a great discussion. Do you have anything else to add? No, no, I appreciate that. Um, very much looking forward to having Daniel back this yep. Sunday. Although I got to say things went pretty good without him here. Great. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been very quiet. No, we, we miss him and, uh, we're going to be excited to have him back and hopefully on a new series and see kind of where we go throughout the year. We've got a busy summer. We've got a busy, mm-hmm. you know, just a busy schedule. And, you know, we know God is moving and doing things. So we're excited. Great. All right. Well, thank you for joining. We'll see you again Sunday for church. Thank you so much for listening. And we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather, grow, give, and go.